friends and welcome to the dimension of our midnight cake a weekly transmission from the nexus of realities i'm soltis and joining me are my friends and fellow transdimensional beings beaches and doug lumberdor is currently serving out a punishment of some kind by being forced to watch the latest jurassic park movie for whatever reason i don't know what's going on but maybe he'll be able to join us later on so this week we will be doing something a bit different by discussing norm mcdonald nothing special this was the legendary comedian's final special before his death. And if you are a student of comedy, then this and Norm MacDonald himself are really things of which you should be aware. Seriously, we could be here for hours discussing the man's career. It was prolific. That being said, this comedy special will not appeal to everyone's sensibilities. So if you stop the transmission, watch it for yourself, and come back to the discussion, you will have a much better understanding of why we thought this merited status as something fun and important we could talk about. Also, there will be spoilers, and undoubtedly, there will be horrible retellings of brilliant jokes. So it's best to go straight to the source and experience the good version for yourself. If you enjoy our conversations and would like to contribute or contact us, consider visiting our website at ourminutecake.com, like and subscribe, and share the transmission with your friends. Join us next week as we will be delving into the world of romantic comedies with, arguably, the best example of what a rom-com can be, Harold and Maude, available to stream on Paramount Plus or to rent from any number of online sources. Norm, Norm MacDonald, huh? Norm. Here's, here's the thing about Norm MacDonald. Like, I can remember staying up late as a lad on Friday nights to watch Conan O'Brien. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i remember distinctly i can't remember her name now but this woman that was in chairman of the board the carrot top movie was on conan as a guest yes. and norm was the guest before her and stayed on the couch and he stayed and he was just like tearing into her and and it was like um oh about how bad the movie was yeah he's like i know yeah. what a movie starring carrot top would be called and they're like what he goes box office poison <laughs> and the crowd goes nuts and conan goes norm norm he's like she's in she's in the movie she's in the movie and uh, conan goes so what what is the name she goes well it's chairman of the board he goes you got anything smart to say about that norm he goes i bet board is spelled b-o-r-e-d <laughs> <laughs> okay and i was like 10 years old and i remembered that and became a fan of his that evening and I remember after he died, I was like, I have to find this interview. And I found it on YouTube. And sure enough, I remembered it exactly. I was exactly right. Like all the jokes that I remembered, all totally accurate. It had that kind of impact that I remembered it like, <laughs> we'll say decades later. I remembered it decades later. And and then, you know, uh, summer vacation, you're, you're just sitting around your house and old reruns of SNL are on. Comedy Central and, and I oh, watched all the weekend, weekend updates. updates. Uh, yeah, that's when and that's when I think, you know, I was already a fan from like those moments, but then seeing all of his weekend update work. Uh he, he was just really sort of a master of uh the slacker um making it seem like he wasn't trying or that he was almost yeah. trying to bomb when <laughs> when he was really being quite clever. Yes, absolutely. Uh 
that's something Conan, Conan said in like the commentary afterward, you know, right, right. they do a dress rehearsal, he do update and a joke would bomb. And generally <laughs> you'd cut that. Right. But if he liked that joke, he would still tell it just to bomb and just because he thought it was a good joke and he didn't care. And to him, it was kind of funny to mess with the crowd like that. <laughs> and that's why I just can't help but respect it. With this special, I, I really didn't know what to expect because I'd never seen a comedy special mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no audience. It's just him talking to the computer with a microphone. I know I expected some feelings no matter what happens. <laughs> oh, right. yes, yes. But there were parts where I could not help just bursting out laughing. And, and yeah. usually there's, there's some sort of energy that you can feed off of with the crowd. There's a sympathetic laughter where someone's laughing and then you laugh along because other people are laughing. But this is all right. You can't help but laugh along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is all straight because of what he's saying and how he's delivering it. And there's nothing else to go off of. It's just Norm MacDonald. Yeah. It's either the joke works or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And what killed me is I would even laugh sometimes and he would pause. It's like he knew <laughs> when when to pause. He's, he knew when to pause, when to cut his eyes over, ironically. So essentially what he was doing was recording an obligated special for Netflix that he did not think he was going to have the ability to actually do, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like because of the pandemic shutting things down and because of him being ill, yeah, he he's like, I've worked this stuff up. I'm still going to record it mm-hmm. and capture it. Yeah. Oh, here's Lumberdor. Awesome. Lumberdor. I, I was hoping Lumberdor would be here because he and I got to see um, Norman in person. Oh, yeah. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> we, we only we only just started, man. I was I was talking about watching him on Conan and Weekend oh, awesome. and stuff. We're just now talking about the special. Sweet. Do you, yeah, do you remember amazing? Do you remember looking straight up the man's nostrils and just, <laughs> <laughs> just, You're that just in awe. <laughs> I remember him heckling someone heckling him and the guy the, the couple even at the, our table. <laughs> yeah, they started heckling him and it's a little hard to stand even with like a foot away from Norm McDonald himself, but <laughs> he let him have it, whether you could understand what he was saying or not, he let him have it. <laughs> Right off the top of his head, too. It was fantastic. <laughs> he was he was he was really good at like dismissing them. <laughs> yes. Like the feeling you get when you watch uh his stuff with weekend update where you know he's insulting people and just waiting for the response <laughs> and for them to feel shame. Like that's what it was, but like a foot away. It was awesome. Nice. <laughs> he's someone that I think i would have enjoyed to see whether he bombed or not um because mm-hmm. one of the oh, things yeah. that i found wonderful about this special was the wrap-up afterwards where they have all the comedians that talking cool about idea. it afterwards yeah that was really wonderful and to learn a little bit more about norm mcdonald that i didn't know before like sandler and spade talking about how he would switch up the sets uh this is this is what you're getting you're getting this set now <laughs> you're getting, <laughs> you know what, whatever yeah, what did they say was. he had like eight hours of material that he could just kind of pull from and remix yeah at any time however yeah. he wanted that's crazy uh, that's what this insane. felt like it felt like he was just at random 
just flowing um, through it. Yeah. Going through the material he had, uh, you know, and who knows if he got to everything. Oh, and some of those stories that he would tell on this special was very much like what he would do with Conan, where he would just tell oh, a story yeah. and it would go and go and go and you'd forget about. <laughs> You forget where he was. started. Yeah, you forget where he started, and then, then he'd bring it around again. What was that talking about? Oh, airplanes. Yeah, <laughs> but he was so good at that, though. He was so good at doing that, about leading you on this path, and then dropping whatever bombshell he wanted, whether it, he knew it was going to work or not. He didn't really care about that as much. Sometimes he seemed like he enjoyed it more when it didn't work, and just made just to take you on that path. <laughs> Yes, just to make you feel uncomfortable. Like it's, there was like, they said it a lot too, but there's this connection he had with the audience, whether they were, the audience was there or not. I think I saw it more in his, in this special because there was no audience that it really didn't matter if they were there. He played off of them for sure. But the way he did the pauses and everything, Mm -hmm. it really didn't matter if they were there because he was doing what we were talking about is some of his pauses match with my reaction. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course he couldn't predict that, right? Uh, I guess he just done it enough. He kind of had his own timing. Uh-huh. And I found it interesting, too, what they were talking about, about with how well read he was and uh, mathematician, intelligent and everything, that he really knew how to comedically mess with people on like a thousand levels <laughs> to uh, get it, get the reaction he wanted. And uh, that's another thing that I always really enjoyed about his comedy is because not everybody got it you had to be i I know that i don't get it all the time type of type of person to uh, to get his comedy and that's what i always loved about it and there there are some things that are not to my taste but i can appreciate what Mm. he's Mm -hmm. doing (laughs) like we were saying what he's doing is i think what's funny to him and he doesn't care if you get it or not (laughs) yes not the same style but in that vein i guess um it reminds me a lot of Andy Kaufman in that way where he, it didn't matter if he was going to offend somebody. It's he's going to go out there and do the joke he wants. Sometimes he may want to offend people, but sometimes he just thinks it's hilarious to get that reaction out of people. Kaufman is a strange one. He's one who is not to my taste, but one that I can appreciate for what he's doing, whether yeah. I understand it or whether I, I get it or not. I can appreciate that. Yeah. But man, <laughs> he just came out really, really strong on the, in this special. <laughs> I loved, I love the, you know, like a, the bit in the airplane when he's talking about like the mask dropping down. Yes. He said, put on your own mask before you put it on the kid. And he's like, well, crap, lady, you know, that was my plan. You don't have to tell everybody. <laughs> I thought that was so good. And him talking about the extra leg room on the emergency exit road, you just you just got to lie. <laughs> I liked the rant on um, comedians being the modern day philosophers too. Yes, I like that a lot. He's you know what a discredit to the actual modern day philosophers. How often do they come across something and be like, well, this comedian has something great to say about syllogisms or whatever thing. <laughs> gosh so glad he's saying that i should have read up on this guy (laughs) it's really something that you need to experience for yourself if this is something that you're interested in i would highly recommend it yeah it's 
And like I was saying before, it's so weird or, well, it is weird, but it's so different from other comedy specials that I'm used to seeing. It took me a bit to get used to, you know, him just talking to the computer Mm-hmm. And yeah. and then with, you know with the interruption like his dog's barking and there's he takes a phone call <laughs> that, was, that was great well, yeah <laughs> filming <a> special I'll <laughs> 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 we'll call you back <laughs> and see stuff no. like that the dog the phone call I feel like that's something he had planned even like <laughs> he's like all right call me at nine oh five no I feel like that's Why something not? he had planned <laughs> Why not. You know, that's like, what was the Bo Burnham? Is that his name? You know, he did a special or or musical. Yeah, you know, so he did like a special during the pandemic or whatever, but it was this, you know, much slicker, more polished, put together kind of thing. And then this really is, it's just a guy in a microphone in front of a camera just sitting in his living room. Zoom call. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a Zoom call. It's, It's really a whole different kind of beast. I wasn't really aware of Norm Macdonald until. Oh, I know. It's probably. Um, Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah. Yes. What like, day is it? <laughs> October. October. <laughs> I still use that line so much. And nobody knows what I'm talking about. Favorite oh, Norm Macdonald quote. <laughs> I say it to my children all the time. And they're like. Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember I, <laughs> when I was visiting you guys. I used that line on one of your kids and they just gave me this look like (laughs) our dad does that. (laughs) You get some culture kid. Yeah. Billy Madison. (laughs) High art. Stop looking at me swan. (laughs) But then from there going on to weekend update and oh man, this weekend update stuff is just fantastic. But oh, there's so many, so many compilations and it, clips on YouTube at this oh, point. Oh yes, yes, and I, I, I so easy to catch to up on. Look them up. All of the Clinton stuff, the OJ Simpson stuff, the Michael Jackson stuff. It's he's he's so he was so good at doing the deadpan, like just it was like sun rays to him, just soaking it in the reaction from people it seemed like the booze the laughter the gasping and shock of what he had said it just he seemed to soak it in and enjoy it <laughs> especially like the weekend update stuff because you know the some o- of that the oj trial jokes were i mean that's odd. some people say you know that's ultimately what cost him his job at SNL. i was gonna say this... some of that you know that they uh, that did not make yeah it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's great stuff with like right after he was removed from Weekend Update and he went on Letterman. Letterman had him on and he told the whole story of meeting oh, with like the exact how he was fired and yeah, yeah. And he's like, he said I wasn't funny. And I was like, uh-oh, I was kind of banking on that. Oh <laughs> god. Uh, that's not good. Apparently <laughs> I'm in trouble. And then they got rid of him. And then he came on the guest host for a movie he did. A few months later, and he's like, so, you know, like six months ago, they fired me because <laughs> I wasn't funny. And now they've invited me back. So guess I'm funny. Well, no, the, the whole thing was that that he didn't get any funnier. Just the show was really bad. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> the show was really yes. bad. And so well, I've yes, got it. The show's just it. terrible. <laughs> that was it. I mean, that's 
No, this is what you mean. Like for the things you may or may not get, there's just moments like that, that it's just like, okay, that's just clever and brilliant and a unique perspective. And you can't help but appreciate that, the originality <laughs> of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he hosted after that either. They're like, well, we're not asking him back. Unique talent, I think. And, you know, I've never met him. I never got to see him do a stand-up. And that's going to be a regret now that I was never able to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, at least from what, how he presented himself, he seemed like he would be a fun guy to have a sandwich with and to just talk to. He, um, he seemed, and I think, I don't remember who it was. It might have been David Spade or it might have been um, Molly Shannon, but he was just like, he was authentic, but he wasn't at the same time, you know. Well, like everything in his autobiography is a lie. <laughs> He's just made yes. it up. <laughs> yeah. Like his storytelling, it has this authenticity that it seems like it's really part of his personality to rope you in. And he uses that so much to his advantage. But there is a sincereness there too. You could see it some in the special with when he talked about certain things. And I think too, just when he would go on these rants to where people expected to control him and couldn't, like you're talking about the YouTube thing, <laughs> the weekend update, anywhere he has a live microphone. I don't think, I think they knew to not know what to, not to, they knew to not be able to, I can't form words. <sighs> they didn't know what to expect, but they knew they thought they can control. It. I don't know. You get what I'm saying, but that was part of his charm for me is that you never knew what was going to come out of his mouth. But I, I, even if I didn't agree with it, I always enjoyed it. But the way that he sets everything up is so masterfully done that it, it comes out of nowhere. He, he's so good about whether it's intent. I think it's some of it's intentional is his stumbling. Like he's per, he perfectly stumbles into his storytelling to make you forget. And it's <laughs> like the calculated stumble because you, stammer. I mean, I yeah. do it myself, but I am not good at connecting the dots. I'm literally jumping all over the place. He does it like a mathematician and it's calculated so that those those little stumbles lead you on this path so you think that he doesn't know what he's talking about and that's something that i didn't know until you know listening to conan talk about it and how yeah, yeah. Like mispronouncing words on purpose yeah, intentionally mispronouncing words intentionally choosing these words um oh my gosh every time he said portland in his his bit portland there was a cup there was portland and something else that stuck out to me the way he pronounced it Uh, i I think he intentionally um he delivers things the wrong way oh yeah Uh like he he Uh knows the way another comedian would deliver a line and and he intentionally does it the wrong way yes i've been silent a bit because i've been looking for this quote i read a while back um he did an interview with uh, Mark Marin where he uh, he was describing the perfect joke and he believed the perfect joke was uh, where the punchline and the setup were nearly identical. 
And <laughs> they they came up with an example in one of his weekend update. <laughs> oh, was that the um the the divorce? Yes. Yeah. He says Lyle Lovett and Julia Roberts are getting a divorce, and people close to the couple say the reason is because he's Lyle Lovett and she's Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, it doesn't need anything else, you know. It's just it's so simple. I can see it in my head too, like him doing the stare. Oh yeah, smirk. Yeah, yeah. And look that, look that up because I, I, I remember it now. The delivery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Him saying it is so much smirk. funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just remembering my my favorite weekend update bit was when he was talking about there was a survey that went out and that the perception was that uh, women cause more fender bender accidents and men are responsible for more fatalities in accidents. And you notice that the percentages don't add up to hundred percent because a woman made these pie graphs and he gets this big boo. <laughs> and then he goes, Oh, it should also be known that a woman wrote that joke. So I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, everyone goes silent. He goes, you don't know what the hell to say now, do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. But then he keeps yeah. going. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We don't hire women. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so How many layers of criticism and sabotage is that? It's, <laughs> you know, it's so simple, but it's like lampooning like so many things at once. Oh, and also when he would explain the joke after yes after he oh told my gosh. it i loved it because <laughs> not only would he be insulting you with well obviously you're a moron let me spell it out for you oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah and, and usually doing something like that is poison for a comic to have yeah. to explain it you know then it's not funny anymore but with him he was able to do it in such a way I just made it more funny because oh yeah the it, was, it, was bits of like, like, it was almost like it like was almost like explain it to himself <laughs> <laughs> just just like an aside at the end like you know because like his turtle story on conan <laughs> that was that's so one of the things i found interesting is like um when they were talking about his special and just norm in general is that you know they all loved him they all admired him but even like the people close to him were amazed by him and still couldn't figure him out, which I find really interesting just to, I don't know if it's just his trickery or his distance he kept from people. I mean, like Sandler and Spade, you know, how many years do those guys know each other? And it seemed like they still, the things they questioned as to whether he was serious <laughs> or not, whether how he did certain things. It just, it, it amazes me. <laughs> Anybody who's interested in watching the special should definitely watch it all the way through for the wrap up afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're a fan of stand up comedy at all, it's it's something to watch because it it was very unique. I, I wasn't quite sure how it would go. Um, but I, I really, really liked it. And the way it it the way he ended with like talking about his mother and everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, he gives this super classy, oh wonderful appraisal of his mother and then just gives the 
the follow up on the Freudian thing. Yes, mm-hmm. and it oh killed. I I just think in front of a crowd, if he did that, he would have just killed everybody in the room with that joke. Yeah, I, yeah. It was is the ultimate way to end that thing. And he's like, and that's where I dropped the mic, but I I bought the mic, so I'm I, I paid for this. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Thank you for joining us in the dimension of our Midnight Cape. We hope you'll visit us again. From myself, Lumberdor, Beaches, and Doug, thank you, and good night. So uh, there was clearly an underlying theme in this of, uh, you know, I guess an acknowledgement of mortality. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think my favorite bit was the, uh, the, where he was talking about not coloring his hair <laughs> and that he thought that, you know, when your hair gets white, that's God reminding you to get your affairs. <laughs> Make me think about all the gray appearing in my beard. So <laughs> right. I need to be careful. Careful on that. <laughs>